0: up y'all and welcome back to found bites a game review series my name is brian i'll be your host if you don't know about us we're all about testing out and finding small high quality video games this is a podcast that aims to respect your time and money as a gamer and a consumer by sifting through storefronts and sales to find the gems that may be worth your precious resources but enough about the show let's get into our next game Aragami or Aragami is the game for this week's episode. So let's get into some release dates. The game was released in October of 2016 for Mac, PC, Linux, PS4, and Xbox, so all at the same time. And then in February of 2019, it was released on Switch. And it's it was also released in October of 2020 on the Amazon Luna. I don't know if anybody out out here plays on the Luna. I don't even know what a Luna looks like, but nonetheless. Uh, It was developed by a studio called Linceworks, and this was their only game. Uh, This would eventually get a sequel in September of uh, 21, uh, Adagami 2. Uh, But in between then, there's also DLC, and we'll talk about that in a minute. Uh, The digital version was published by Linceworks as well, so developer-publisher on the digital version. It was also released physically, Uh, and we have some different publishers depending on where you are located. So the PAL version, or I guess it would be like the European uh, physical version was published by Merge Games, and in North America, it was published by Maximum Games. And I think you, uh, at the time of release, you could pretty much get the physical version uh, wherever. Eventually, uh, they released uh, the Shadow Edition of the game, which includes the game and the DLC called Nightfall. Uh, And I'm pretty sure that's the only version you can get on Switch. Uh, There was also a Signature Edition released. Um, Now, Signature Edition, we're talking about a proper noun here, because Signature Edition is a physical games publisher, um, and they've done editions of games like Darkest Dungeon, Um, and and many other smaller titles. So if Signature Edition was released for PS4 and Switch, that was the Shadow Edition of the game, so it had the game and the DLC. It's got like some cool art stuff and uh, maybe a CD soundtrack or something like that, but it is sold out on the website, so if you wanted to get your hands on that, you'll probably have to go to eBay, uh, and we know how eBay works with editions like this. So, MSRP originally for just the main game was $19.99. And the DLC, called Nightfall, was an additional $9.99. And then when the Shadow Edition came out, uh, they were putting them together for $29.99. So no real discount there. But just a note, I have seen this Shadow Edition more on sale uh, than just the the main game, uh, at least on, on PlayStation. Speaking of PlayStation, it does have a Platinum Trophy. I think it's very gettable. You will have to go back to some of the chapters uh, and do them a couple times. Uh, but I think it's super manageable, especially if you're a trophy hunter or an achievement hunter, uh, to get all of that. Runtime of the game, if you're, again, just playing for the story, uh, probably about seven hours to get through all the chapters. There are 13 chapters. If you want to do everything, if you want to go get the platinum trophy or get all the achievements, uh, it's gonna take you a little less than 20 hours to go back and do that. Uh, but like I said, certainly doable. For me, I got this game on sale. I got the Shadow Edition for $4.99. It just popped. I loved the way it looked. Uh, It's a stealth game, which we'll talk about in a minute. It's a very simple game, uh, and I loved just sort of the atmosphere and the ambiance and the the style of the game that really drew me to it. Reminds me of a lot of uh, stealth-based games, uh, again, which we'll get into in a little bit. Um, I did just complete the last chapter, Uh, And I went back and I make sure I got all the items in all of the uh, different chapters. Uh, But I haven't gotten the Platinum Trophy. I might go get it. I have not gotten into the DLC yet. I would like to get into that. Apparently the DLC is like a prequel. And I kind of just saw this game on the store. No one really recommended it to me. But after I got it and started playing it, one of my friends, John, uh, he, out of the blue... Uh, texted us in the group chat about it and said "Wow, well, anybody played this game called Adagami it's really cool uh, kind of gives a PS2 nostalgia vibe really enjoying it so that was similar to how I felt um, so shout out to John for giving this game a chance that's pretty much it for the basics All right, let's talk a little gameplay here. So, Adagami is a third-person stealth action game. Uh, it has a very simple premise, and the premise is just stealth action. Okay, so think of your big stealth games out there, whether it's Metal Gear Solid, Splinter Cell, uh, that are a third-person, uh, even something newer like Sekiro, and think about all the different elements in that game, whether it's you know an intense uh, log of the story or you know, different uh, areas where you may have to shoot a lot or, or something like that, but then you have the stealth areas uh, or the stealth levels or, or small sandboxes. What this game does, Aragami, is it takes all of the stealth elements from those games and it just focuses on that. Okay, so the gameplay is actually fairly simple. Most of this game you're going to be running through levels, which are chapters in a story, And these chapters are basically mini sandboxes. And the goal for most of them, it'll get more complicated as you go along, but in the beginning, the most of them are just to get through the area. And you can get through the area any way that you like. You can use pure stealth and not interact with any of the enemies and just get by them and get to where you need to go. Or you can kill some of them as you see fit or as you need. Or you can kill all the enemies. However, this is primarily a stealth game, so it's not suggested that you just take on all the enemies right away because you will die. But there is sort of a gradient for how stealthily you can um, go through it. Okay, And you're actually rewarded depending on which sort of path that you take. Okay, So the levels or the chapters start out pretty simple, and then they get more complex. As you go on, you might have to kill a certain enemy, Um, Or to interact with a certain item, you might have to uh, do something that maybe you weren't comfortable with in the beginning of the game. There are difficulty options for each chapter. Uh, If you look at the main menu and you click story, you can pick the different chapters and at the top there are three skulls of difficulty, so you can sort of cycle through them. And I believe you need to beat all of the levels on the highest difficulty to get all of the trophies or all of the achievements. When you're in the levels, you have to traverse. Like I said, you have have to get to a certain area and you might have to break something or unlock something in order to get there. And in the levels, in these mini sandboxes, you're gonna have enemies, that are basically guards, and they're going to be much like in a stealth game in sort of walking patterns, okay? So if you've ever played games like Uncharted, um, you kind of know what I mean when it's like, okay, you're in a certain area and enemies are on a certain path or a certain route and they're in a a cycle or a loop. This game plays a lot with light and darkness, and to traverse the level, you could just walk uh, or run. There's a button to run, but where you are, is going to affect how you can be seen. Okay, so there are clearly areas that are in shadow and clearly areas that are in light. And then there are also areas that are very lit up, like around a torch or, or something like that. And like I said, you could just walk or you could run, or you could dive into sort of your powers. You are, and we'll get more into the lore and, and the vibe and, and things like that, but you are basically a, a shadow spirit. Okay, And you can jump to different shadows. Progressing through the levels can be a little easier if you kind of move more into using those powers. Um, And we'll talk about how those work in a little bit. But basically, what you want to do is you want to get through the level without dying. Um, And if you want to, which is the preferred method, you want to get through it without aggroing or alerting any guards. If you get seen by a guard, um, there's like a meter that pops up and when it's in the yellow, that means they, they can kind of perceive you. And then as you see the yellow grow into red, if it grows all the way to red, then they saw you and then they'll alert the other guards and then they'll all come uh, looking for you. If you happen to kill a guard, the body sits there. And if the body is discovered, it will alert the guards and then they'll come looking for you. Again, if you've played games like Uncharted or, or The Last of Us or you know, Splinter Cell or Metal Gear Solid, um, this should really not be anything new. Um, While you're traversing the level, there is a goal. You have to get out of a certain area, you have to get to a certain area. Um, But along the way, there are things that you can run into. One of which is the scrolls, and they basically account for skill points. And so when you get enough of them, you can add to your skills and your skill tree, which we'll talk about in a second. So it's highly recommended that you find these. Also, uh, there are these checkpoints. Once you get past a certain area, Uh, If you die, you'll get reloaded back to that checkpoint. Uh, You will also find these mini shrines. And what the shrines will do is they'll recharge you and your shadow power. And they'll also uh, recharge any uh, consumable uh, moves that you have. Moving along to uh, you as a character. So, like I said, you're kind of a spirit. uh, And we'll get into your name and, and all that stuff. Um, but you're basically a shadow spirit. And so shadows are your powers. And the main one is the jump. And as you're progressing through the level, you'll see a little cursor in the middle of the screen. And as you move the camera, it'll move. Uh, This is sort of your aim for everything and how you're going to determine where you're going to jump to or what you're going to shoot, what enemy you're going to shoot at and things like that. And they do a good job of Uh, changing what the icon is depending on what you can do so for the most part there's a little white circle and that's going to determine where you can and can't jump to so it's constantly giving you feedback on what you can and can't do the limitations the distance and things like that Um, as soon as that circle turns blue that means it's at a place where you can jump to and you will still not be seen okay if that circle is red and you jump there it probably means you're jumping right next to an enemy or right within a line of sight of, enemy, of an enemy and they're gonna see you right away. Okay, so, and as you progress through, you'll see obviously the blue circle is going to appear where there's a shadow uh, because you're jumping from shadow to shadow. Also, the circle sometimes might turn into like a little up arrow. And what that means is you can jump to that area and then it's going to push you to a higher elevation. Okay, so if you aim at like a wall, and instead of the blue circle, it gives you a blue up arrow, you're gonna be able to jump to the top of that wall, which is pretty cool. But that is only you're only able to do that if it is in shadow. As you get uh, further into the game, you're gonna get different powers, um, and one of which is you can actually cast shadow in a certain area, and which will allow you to jump to it. So there are a lot of cool ways that you can sort of get into uh, traversing the levels. Recharging your power is a big thing. You will have a a way that you know how much power you have. It has to do with the sort of cowl that's or a cape that's coming Off of your back but basically as you use power you you're using up that that energy that you have and anytime you are in shadow it can be recharged it's constantly recharging as you're sitting in shadow in the first few levels it's not really a big deal but once you get to areas that are more open or shadow is more scarce recognizing how much power you have um, it can be a bigger deal and if you're jumping from shadow to shadow one thing that I find very cool is you can very quickly leapfrog all the way across a map. I think the quickness of the jump and how quickly you can jump again and again and again um, is very, very rewarding Uh, and feels very cool. When you find yourself in the light, like I said, you won't be getting power, you won't be getting recharged and you're more likely to be seen by enemies. However, when you are close to like a torch and you're in like shining light, you will actually get your power drained. So there are certain areas where it's trying to be a little coy by putting like two torches here um, so if you walk through, you're going to get your power drained and then if there's enemies right away, you kind of have to plan ahead for for what you're going to do. Um, so with the environment, it really dictates uh, gameplay nicely and makes you think and strategize. In terms of the skill tree, like I said, there are some advanced powers like putting shadow or casting shadow in a place so you can quickly jump there. Uh, You'll get cooler ways to defeat enemies like kunai's and some of the more advanced things like um, when you kill a guard, you can actually make their body disappear. It'll get eaten up by the shadows, which is very cool, obviously, so that no one can discover it um, and a lot more advanced stuff like that. Uh, Some of these advanced powers will, like I said, have a certain number of charges and you won't be able to just sit in the shadow and recharge them. You'll have to hit up like a shrine. Also in the skill tree, uh, you'll get the ability to track certain items on the map. So what you'll do is you'll hit a button and then uh, sort of icons will appear in front of you, uh, almost like waypoints, how far away, like, oh, there's a scroll over here or there's a shrine over here that I'll check out. When you get through a level, uh, you're going to get graded. There's a graded like a grade screen, and it tells you how well you did, uh, how many guards you killed, how many you didn't kill, the number of times you got noticed, and so you'll get a certain grade for it. You get a, a certain amount of points. It's very arcadey, um, but there is some sort of reward system here because if you kill none of the enemies, you get a certain medal. If you kill all of the enemies, you get a certain medal, and if you're I think not discovered, uh, you also get another medal. And as you get these medals, so for each level, there's three possible medals, but you can't get all of them in one run because obviously you can't kill none of the enemies and all the enemies at the same time. And so what happens is this is basically a reward system for different skins or different outfits for your character. Kind of cool, not mandatory, um, but certainly if you're going for all the trophies or all the achievements, you have to do this. You have to get all the medals for every level. I still find it cool to find uh, the different skins and and switch between them. It's kind of like the Spider-Man game that was on PS4, getting the different spider suits. It doesn't really serve any other purpose. They don't have any special traits, though. Um, In terms of the levels, you can go back and replay them anytime you want. You can switch the difficulty when you go back and play. um, If you want to go back and and get the medals or if you missed a scroll and you're trying to get more skill points, stuff like that. Uh, Menu options. So at any point, you can restart the level. You can restart from the last checkpoint. So if you don't like the way a certain interaction with enemies has gone, you can jump back. You can change things like the HUD display, how much is displayed, uh, whether there's blood that's being shed so when you do kill an enemy uh, by default like they kind of gush out some blood and it stays there Even if you make the enemy disappear like I said with difficulty options You can at the beginning of the chapter just sort of switch through how many skulls of difficulty This is the third-person game so something that is very important to me is the ability to invert X and Y axes I know for some of you I might seem like a mutant for wanting to do that, but I have my quite logical reasons in a third-person camera why when you push the camera up you wind up looking down and vice versa having those options is definitely a plus for me and there is multiplayer co-op which I did not know the entire time I was playing you can play with another person to get through a level which is very very cool um, if you want to jump in with somebody else if you're really struggling at a high difficulty uh, and you want to get all the medals and and whatnot um, so, very cool stuff. Alright, so let's talk about the vibe of this game. So let's start very simple with the name. Aragami uh, is a Japanese word. Uh, if you are a fan of any type of Japanese games, you may have seen a word like this, whether it's gami or ami, the suffix, uh, like something like Shimigami Tensei, Persona games, or like Nocturne, or anything like that, or like a, a kami, K A M um, I, maybe in like Magic the Gathering. It's like a spirit, but an aragami is. In this game, it's detailed as a vengeful spirit, so it kind of has a purpose. And in many other ways, this game is also very Japanese. Uh, You start with a main character that has no memory, doesn't know who they are, so as they're learning, you're learning. One thing that I find very cool, I love Japanese games, I love Japanese culture, the characters speak in Japanese, but there are subtitles, and you cannot change the language that they speak. I love this. I think this is fantastic. Uh, The environments are also very Japanese, there's a lot of Shinto arches, a lot of Uh, castles. Uh, The music is very, very beautiful. Composed by uh, Two Feathers, which is a duo uh, that specializes in things like flutes and violins and strings, and you can definitely hear uh, the Japanese sort of influence. The sound effects are also very cool. Uh, There are a lot of sound effects that are like kind of in Uncharted, like when you discover something. It's like, simple sound effects that I noticed that are in a lot of other uh, Japanese games, and something that I also find very cool is when Aragami is talking, it's very distorted because he is a spirit and it's almost like we're, you know, he's coming and going with, uh, with his voice. And I really like the way that's done visually. And this kind of goes into what my friend John was saying. Uh, there's some PS2 nostalgia here. Uh, whether it's the simple gameplay or just the way that it's presented, the visuals are very stylized. This is not trying to be realistic, which I appreciate because I don't think it's it's like low budget or anything like that. I, I like that it's just trying to be very stylized, maybe give some of that nostalgia. If you've ever played a PS2 game called Rogue Galaxy, uh, the visuals are very similar where the characters are almost like cut out. I think Borderlands is also similar where it's like there's outlines around the characters, almost like they are like pasted on a comic book world or something like that. Uh, the enemies are very interesting. If you've played any of the newer Zelda games, it's like these samurai guys that have a really big chest puffed up in the top. Uh, and they're kind of smaller down bottom, which is super interesting. And it's just that. It's stylized and maybe even a little bit cel-shaded. I wouldn't say that this is, like, poor graphics or poor 3D models. I, I just appreciate a game that is stylized, It's going for something very specific, rather than just trying to, you know, make it look like a real person. But in all honesty, I don't think you're playing this game for the visuals. You're playing it for the gameplay, and you're also playing it for the story, Believe it or not, I certainly don't want to give too much away, but it seems like a very whatever simple game, but it turns out to have a really good story. And I like the way that it grows. It kind of grows out of nowhere. And I think the sequel and the DLC, I'm about to get into the DLC. And like I said, it's supposed to be a prequel. Uh, I would like to get to the bottom of some of the things that happened and then ultimately jump into the sequel. (laughs) Let's wrap up talking about Aragami. So in my opinion, for at least for what I paid for, this is a great value and a great experience. I really love the idea of it's taking from all of these major stealth series, but just isolating the things about stealth that people really love uh, and not sort of tacking on too much more. Uh, The gameplay is very simple, uh, and that's really its strength. Like I said, it takes the best aspects of stealth and it really makes it its own. I love the skill tree, uh, the different things that you can do, the accessibility, the different ways you can play it. It's totally up to you. The music, the visuals, the environments, it really immerses you. And I really enjoyed the story. I enjoyed the entire experience. Uh, This is definitely obviously an indie title, but I think it was masterfully crafted. I really do. And like I said, it seems like a PS2 PS2 game, but I think that's for all the right reasons, whether it's nostalgia, it doesn't have any clunkiness or confusion or frustration with the story or where do I need to go. It always tells you where you need to go. The controls are not clunky at all. And if you can get this, especially I would get the um, the combo pack with the DLC, the shadow edition in the game, if you can get that for under 20 bucks, keep checking to see if this game is on sale because I highly suggest, especially if you love anything stealth, play this game. I highly suggest it. That wraps up Adagami, and that wraps up the episode. Stay tuned for our next episode to see what new game we found for you.